0: Oh, I'm supposed to do the intro. All right, I could do it too if you want. I've I've never done one. Ne- do you know that? I've never done nah, one. I can do it. Oh, oh. you never done one? <laughs> well, let's not break it.
1: Hello and welcome to Interface. This is Chase Musil and my good friend, Ian Fuchs. Andrew is eating French bread. Today, we will talk about my experience
0: using the iPhone. So, Chase, I I heard you have a giant Android phone now because you just couldn't stand the tiny screen of the iPhone 5. (laughs) Thank you for the proper intro. Um,
1: (laughs) So, I am using your previous Nexus 2014. It's yours now. Nexus 6
0: transaction complete
1: well it used to be yours well it's mine now and so you can never look at it again look i can't look at it so (laughs) thank you by the way um yep so i think that's let's 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 talk briefly about my phone usage because it's relevant to this so um i've been an android user since 20 i don't know 10 or something like that i was kind of a, i wasn't late to the game but i wasn't early i was i let other other people test it out i famously told one of our friends josh fryan when he got a windows mobile uh smartphone whatever that platform
0: was right um was it windows, windows mobile? mobile windows yeah. ce there were a couple of different things they had different yeah. names they went through okay he had one of those and i think it had a like a mousey,
1: this uh, touchscreen uh, thing one of the my it? guess one is he probably had like a Motorola
0: which which looked like yep. a, a Palm Pilot interface, kind of, yeah, a, yes. like it kind of a BlackBerry like Palm, Palm Pilot, Palm Pilot yep. crossover thing. Yeah,
1: it was one of those. And so I remember telling him, famously in my own mind, that um, I will never get a smartphone. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. If I want to use the internet, I'll walk to my computer, which I have three of that are ten feet away. So dumb, right? Case closed. And then I got a smartphone because it was actually, I think, one of the only options left at the time to get like a, mm-hmm. a nice phone, as I didn't want the flip phone, actually. Because I, I didn't want a flip phone. I wanted a single... A bar you know, phone. A non-flip. I wanted a bar phone. I wanted a candy bar. And um, conveniently enough, I got a Froyo. So um, I got an old whatever Android version that was. And then I was in class at you and I, and I had forgotten to do my presentation surprise. And, um, I had randomly drawn to go last that night and, uh, I used my phone to completely do my whole presentation over that hour before my presentation had to go. And then I get went up and gave my thing. And after that class, I was like done sold. I will never live without a smartphone again because that was just like the best thing ever. So anyway, um, and now I've, I'm used at U.S. cellular, US cellular for a while, but I'm a pretty light phone user. Um, and that's because I use the cheap plans. So most recently I've been using Republic wireless and that's been like the last year. And, uh, they do their sprint subcontractor and you get refunded for what data you don't use. So I really liked them and they were cheap. I pay like on average $18 a month for my service, but, um, it could be a little spotty in our area based on, you know, sprints towers. So that phone kind of, um, it, I knew it was going to end because I didn't like that phone itself. It was a Moto X 2014, which is the second gen one, and then um, I had some battery issues, and also the service with Republic. So then I needed to try an iPhone. So Andrew sent me his iPhone 5, which you know a you know a close listener might say, "Hey, whoa, that's two years older than the Moto X." But honestly, like the Apple hardware is better.
0: It just as, better in general, in general as as Apple products go what what hap- and this is this applies to, to computers and phones at, at least in my opinion mm-hmm. you can get a lot more life out of apple hardware than you can out of uh windows hardware or an android piece of hardware what like the generic, whatever the the yeah. mass market yeah. tends to be although i would argue yeah. iphone is probably more mass market but i um, think iphone's mass market now but, yeah, but that, that an iphone like an iphone 5 even though that's five, 6 6 seven, 7 now 5 models old yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still it's.
1: It was fall 2012 it's, or something. It's still it's getting like, it's, it's over still four years software old. Software
0: updates. It's still, <sighs> yep. a solid phone. Granted, there may be battery issues or whatever, just because it's older. Yeah, but it's right. right. But you could get a new absolutely. battery ostensibly and have uh, a whereas, phone right. Whereas an Android phone, you could get a brand new Android phone and never see a software update or never a significant software update or anything like that. Like, the, yeah, you could never see another just one. Dead from the get go. <laughs>
1: They get locked into whatever their individual manufacturer is because where iPhone has complete control from hardware to software, like, you know, just the full spectrum, Android devices go from Google makes Google takes Android releases Google's version of Android, which is now the most popular version, right? (laughs) And then um, that goes to the manufacturer. So then HTC makes their version of Android on top of it, and then or Sam, we'll do Samsung, right? So they use TouchWiz or whatever it's called, and then you get the Samsung TouchWiz, and then Samsung sells their phone through Verizon, and Verizon adds Verizon custom stuff to it. And so by the time that it gets to you, you actually have to wait for Google to update, and then Samsung to update the phone, and then Verizon to approve those yep. updates. And often you yep. just don't get the update.
0: And I think a lot of a lot of times that falls down anyway, at the yep. the manufacturer level that Samsung basically says, yeah, we're does. not even going to bother." retrofitting this new update to this old phone just buy the new phone
1: yeah exactly and they, i've i've read the articles from the engineers they're like it's just too expensive like for them to do their own testing and approval processes to get that to go out the window or to get that to go out the door it, they throw it out the window right they just they don't do it they said it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars per like small iteration and then for major updates it's millions and they they make no money sure. on it so um anyway so then um So I got the iPhone 5, Andrew's old iPhone 5, and it was a Verizon model. And then I went through Ring Plus, which is another virtual operator network and that you can do like i did a five dollar package which is 500 minutes 500 text 500 meg for the for the month and you only pay if you use all of it and then once you cap one of them it charges you five bucks and resets all of them so um works perfect for a backup phone because i have an active an active line that stays on so i hooked the iphone up to that and then my android actually froze up on me a couple of times so i swapped over i'm like you know it was a good time so i'm gonna just actually go over and uh start using iPhone. So that, when I started, it had nine, whatever version of iOS, nine something, whatever the current one was. And here I will just, I don't, I have no idea what these notes say, but I'm going to read through them and you can comment back or ask questions. How about that? So when I got it, it was June 27th and I say day one with switch, System level integration with core apps feels great. Mail, Cal, App, Maps. I don't really like tap tap typing. Punctuation being two taps away always seems like a big waste of time. Selecting text in this field in field is painful. I can't place my cursor between letters, and that's before I learned you had to long press to do the magnifying glass between letters. And sometimes it won't even place the words between like I want it to. Like I felt like the placement in between text was kind of annoying. Um, everyone feels really smooth though, and transitions
0: between apps okay, feels I'm great. Gonna, I'm going to pause okay. you right there. And yep, um, no good. Good so. I know that there's going to be a comment about apps and integration to do with calendar. We'll get to that in a minute. The, uh, yeah, it's later the comment about punctuation being two taps away. depends on the punctuation. Um, I've, I've found with, at least for my usage, the most common punctuation I use is a period because Mm -hmm. I use generally proper punctuation. When I write, um, you -hmm. can set it so that Mm -hmm. you double hit space and it'll add a period and then a space. Which is really nice oh, okay. because then you don't have to switch over, hit period, and then switch back. Um, so that oh, saves okay. that one. Also on... And this is obviously a newer model phone thing. But if you have an iPhone 6S mm-hmm. or uh, 6S Plus or 7 or 7 Plus, now with 3D Touch, mm-hmm. you can actually uh-huh. uh, press in on the keyboard and drag your thumb left uh-huh. or right. And it's like a trackpad so that you can actually move oh. like a mouse cursor through your text so you can if you needed to shift back 10 letters or 10 characters and correct something you can do it that way instead of having to long press to the magnifier and slide around so sure okay so So those are good i mean those those seem like they're they're all right and and there's things that as the operating system has evolved and as the usage has evolved and and, uh, the hardware has evolved they've tried to solve some of your pain points so continue yeah
1: okay so that's good um uh, the next day, I wrote, "I love the form factor of this phone." So this is the iPhone five, I re- and I really I do, do like the form factor of that phone. I, it's it's such a good size. It's just a great size for you know, a phone. I wanted you know, to the be best my phone.
0: It, <laughs> if if they had kept that, at least this is my opinion, and I think this is kind of the general opinion across most iOS users or most like really mm-hmm. hardcore iPhone users. If they had kept that mm-hmm. shape, but made it yeah. the four point seven inch of the iPhone six. I think people yes. would absolutely love it. I think that would be hands down one of the best selling phones because oh, yeah. the uh, yeah. the bar of soap design that they've used for the iPhone six and success yep. and seven, yep, that yep. roundedness. Yep. Well, it does look really nice. It's just it's a bar of soap, and if it had that nice squared yeah. off edge, it was that and like you could set the phone. My favorite thing about the iPhone five, set the phone Vertical. sideways like yeah. this. I'm holding my phone sideways yep. Um, yep. for <laughs> audio podcast. Um, that you could set it on a table and it would sit upright so you could actually have it sit there and you could watch a video or whatever without having to have a little stand. So because
1: of those nice yeah, squared-off yep. edges. So, yeah um, Yep, yep. There was actually... I saw a guy made an app on Shark Tank that he was pitching that vibrated the phone in a way that would rotate it for a
0: 360-degree mm-hmm. photo. Yep. I was like, that's nifty. So anyway... Th- some cool things you can um, do. Yeah. Cool things about the design. Um, so yes, great form factor. Although... After using a giant iPhone six S Plus for the last year, <laughs> using using Where'd an iPhone five. Uh, well, my brother in law had the SE, which is the same design. Yeah. Yep. That's um, just like the six it's internals. Basically, right, six something. internals in the the body of a five or five S, and right. yep, that felt almost hilariously small. So yeah, so next I to think yours. I could go down to the 4.7 inch size, but I don't know that I could go down mm-hmm. to the four inch size of the five. So sure, yep. That's it's yeah. Setting that next to the the
1: Nexus Six now, where the Nexus Six is the I think it's, it's close it's to the a same a size as the Plus, and right? A half, I think it's bigger than the Plus. It, it is bigger than the plus yeah and so
0: this this phone feels yeah. like a
1: monster in my hands i mean i'm used to it
0: Co- but, but comparing your your anyway, Moto x um, which is a four and a half four seven something like that i really like that size yes because that's closer right. to so the, the six and that's very similar size. So that to the iphone 5 doesn't feel yeah. as dramatic
1: yeah no yeah
0: and i really like that size that might
1: that might be the sweet spot like after this is all said and done you know i might be that might be the one i prefer to go to is that yeah. in the mid ground okay um so yeah, I really like the form factor of the five though, and I really I do like the shape a lot. Um, I really oh, I was right. Next thing, I really hate two presses for any punctuation. Damn it, new keyboard. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> um, so I installed WordFlow and GBoard, which is a nice excuse to try third-party keyboards. Um, <clears throat> I so my overall feeling on keyboards then was I really liked using GBoard. Because it, may, I was using mm-hmm. the Google keyboard effectively, and I like the right. Google keyboard a lot. Um, and even WordFlow is nice. I, I think I preferred Gboard though over WordFlow, yep. the Microsoft one. But um, I, the problem is that they both felt slightly laggy all the time, and it felt the same on Sarah's too. And that she has is a new an phone. issue
0: with iOS and the way that they've handled third-party keyboards, <clears> like third-world citizens. I don't think that's yep. the right. Yeah, redheaded stepchildren.
1: They just don't like them. There it is. Just, no offense, Bennett. Um, <laughs> Let me adopt your son. Yeah, that's
0: that what you are like... wanting to say, and I'll treat him like he, I'll treat him like he's supposed to be <laughs> treated like <laughs> that. Um, you yeah, know, wait, that doesn't work. Uh, that's that's been the the issue though is, and that's been a complaint. I have a a friend who developed a third party keyboard when when Apple announced mm-hmm. that they were going to support third party <laughs> keyboards, and it, it has yep. been. Sad, but also kind of humorous to see him continue to bitch about the things that are bad, about the implementation of them and how Apple handles them. Things like when it loads, it always wants to take an extra two or three seconds to load the keyboard. Sometimes it loads the stock keyboard. Sometimes it loads the other one. Sometimes it just doesn't respond when you tap on it. Things like that. And that that iOS needs to do a better job of handling third-party keyboards, Uh, which related to that, like I said the other day, one password on Android... Is fantastic yeah. with their keyboard because then if you can't autofill, you can always, yep. through the keyboard, get your information and say, paste password, paste username. Yep. So those things are really yes. good and really, really convenient, uh, whereas iOS would never allow that. Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: I agree with that sentiment as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that helps me understand why the third-party keyboards are bad because I really like GBoard and I would have used it as my primary. But I also felt like I was going to give iOS a shot. I should just go, you know, use the actual iOS, you know, first-party stuff. <clears throat> okay, and then next the next day I wrote, "Why is the file management system unusable?" I get that most people don't need to copy paste files using their computer, but it seems like a bummer if you have to jailbreak or use third-party software to view files. And I was trying to, like, I was trying to put on an unpublished podcast of ours to listen to. Because I was like, oh, on my phone, I would
0: just dump it in the podcast folder sure. and open it. But, and it's, yeah.
1: I, mean, I, really, but I also recognize right, it's not it's, a need. And that, like that a,
0: all comes down to, because Android is so open, you can do whatever you want with mm-hmm. it, versus iOS, because everything is sandboxed. Um, and so that's not to get like really into the weeds of like app development and whatever and OS security, but because everything sure. is sandboxed, that's part of the reason that iOS isn't vulnerable to these viruses. And Yep garbage and because everything goes to the app store um but one thing you could have done would be just put the file in dropbox and play it through dropbox no i know and that's what i ended up
1: doing was just using my cloud yeah because i have my cloud services on there anyway i just wanted to actually like paste it in there um and that's because i wanted to play it through the podcast app sure so
0: on on
1: android i actually can play it through whatever app you want okay um
0: in the future, if you ever right, want, just I let have... me know. I can make you an RSS feed for unpublished episodes. I Perfect. may make one anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not the worst idea. Ooh, secret subscriber early unpublished yeah. episodes. Um, uh, okay, then I have arrow's top form fields is really nice in browser. So Android doesn't have something like this that I've seen. But, like, if you're typing in username password mm. in a browser you could type in your username and you press the arrow and it jumps you down to a password. I don't see like a nice tab. There probably is one for Android. I just, it's not as nice as the, the iOS one. It's just contextual. Sure. Cause it's not always there. Um, Plus, oh, use GPS only while you're using a particular app. Oh, 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 a plus is you don't have to have your GPS on all the time. It only runs when that particular sure. service needs it. So iOS permissions are fundamentally different than Android-level right. permissions where I turn my
0: my uh, GPS on or off on Android, but on iOS, it's like, do you want to give this one app right. permission? So See, okay. more fine-grained um, control, which I, I don't think a lot yeah, of people get yep. into on iOS. I think most people just, yeah. if a thing comes up, they either know, yes, it's fine to have my location, or no, it's not fine to have my location, and people aren't selectively saying this app is okay, but this app isn't most people are just saying, I don't want anything to have my location or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, how the hell do I get my keyboard to hide? I was trying
1: to, I'm trying to read my conversation and I realized you just swipe down, but there's no hide keyboard button just to like see what's immediately below it. Anyway. So that was frustrating. Uh, why does my keyboard change layouts in different applications? Oh, or is that, I wonder if that was keyboard specific, but sometimes the keyboards do change layouts and that was confusing to me. um, Enjoy that you can edit your share to list from any share interface. That's really good. Like if you want to share any particular file, then you can edit what you know things you want to share and not have the mass list like Android. Android has the most recent ones on top, which is normally fine. But I also like that you can just turn off right. all the ones you'll never use. Um, but I don't like the share icon. So okay, there's. I like the functionality, but I hate the icon. Why can't and it if, just be if,
0: the generic share icon? If, if if you would like more thorough discussion on the share icon, I, I will direct you to I believe episode yeah. five yeah. of yeah. this very podcast, you and Andrew. where where Andrew and I discuss. <laughs> the uh ubiquity of the share icon and or lack of ubiquity in the share icon. Yep. Okay. All right. Some so, good plug. <laughs> uh
1: similar to editing your share options in the share screen, I like the options to edit your folders shown within the mail app. That's simple and effective. That's really good. Um I like the interactions available from the lock screen. They seem useful as like not all Android has the same availability. It requires like Samsung has better stuff than base Android. So, in this case the iOS one stock is nice. Um and then so now I jump forward a couple months to where I actually start using sure. it full time. So, most x died and now iphone 5 is here to save the day that's what i wrote that and ring plus um and then I, forget, I said i forgot how small nice the small thing is to hold <laughs> well, that's weird but i put but i very much just like tapping every key to type and where did my settings button go to switch keyboards oh yeah it disappeared on me where the hell did the settings go with one of the ios updates my settings button was gone in the stock keyboard um anyway yeah the like little gear was no longer in my keyboard and i don't know if that some and this is this is like where the keyboard layouts were changing snapchat showed a different layout than my like if i had it open in mail i don't understand that so interesting anyway. yeah uh i then i wrote the next thing is I'm, so I'm starting to use it all the time it's like i love 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 overcast yeah <laughs> but i'm frustrated with some of the, the interaction design choices and so anyway there's like long press stuff that doesn't work that i think should would be better and blah 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 okay um like
0: I like it a lot. I love the functionality, but I wasn't in love with the actual experience. For Overcast again. or the iPhone, but I really and, so, and that's that's one of the um, those things you have to consider. Like you chose an app out of the App Store that is not an official mm-hmm. Apple app. That is that is somebody saying oh, yeah. this is what I yeah. think yeah. makes a great podcast app. And and yeah, I actually just to make this really relevant and really current um, this morning because I'm I'm going through trying to figure out. How I'm going to get through this backlog of like 30 hours of podcasts that I've fallen behind yep. on with the birth of our daughter, and <laughs> like all of a sudden I was like, "Where did all my podcast time go?" Oh, that's right, I'm not at work all day listening to podcasts. So I'm like, so far, behind. So I'm trying to figure out how to how to manage all that. So I had downloaded a different podcast app, and I was like, "Oh, this one works uh-huh. really well," and I like a lot of the interactions in it. But then I play the podcast, and I'm like, it just doesn't like it sounds artificial and somehow the way they're doing the process i think because i listen to everything fast because i like to listen to things faster because i like to save time and yeah whatever they're doing with their speed enhancement was like adding all kinds of artifacts and i was like can't do it back to overcast yeah
1: overcast is the best that um pocket cast is like the second best on android but overcast i think is still slightly better because i listen at like one six to one eight depending on the show um you listen right. that so fast. Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. Wow.
0: I'm at like one.
1: Put your put your overcast slider to the second from the end with smart speed, and you'll be at like one six to one eight. The top one is um. approaching two, and then you get to two X itself. Okay. Okay, then I, was right, then I wrote, I'm getting used to no back button again, but there's still instances where there isn't a way back. And some of these are not uh, – the ones that I found personally were not Apple's fault, but third-party apps and some web stuff had dead ends where there, they didn't put a back contextual back button. They were, like, assuming you had access to a system-level back. Um, and I still love the transition from app to app in iOS. It just feels smooth. Um, smooth and frictionless, Friction, right? Frictionless That's and transparent. Nice. Look at you, iOS nah well okay well that's slightly different then all right um google voice integration is trash on ios
0: i wrote that and just i don't know like google abandoned the voice app or something but yeah the trick for that Um, one use uh the hangouts app mm -hmm. and have your google voice stuff go through hangouts which is slightly better i did do that but still not great i did do that it is slightly better no it's still not great um
1: it is slightly better though um and then I have, Oh yeah. So like when I long press a link, it highlights, but then why I can't, I can't copy it from there. I have to select select first and then it's already selected. But then I highlight like there's just weird, like selection mechanics and some of the word selection. I wonder if it was a space real estate problem because it was like a narrow field in my narrow screen on the iPhone five, but like I'd highlight some text on the web and it would make me select it. Like I'd highlight and then select that. And then it came up weird. with my options. Um, yeah. Uh, Um, keyboard it's like why does keyboard changes on that i'm still frustrated by that uh okay so the airplay button in different playing scenarios is really good like you actually hit that button and it chooses your audio out there's nothing that's that simple in android where like i want to go headphones or bluetooth that switch Mm -hmm. is perfect because you just pop it up and switch with audio out you want that's so good um i wrote autocorrect is the redeeming quality of the ios keyboard um (laughs) there are some badges I can't get rid of and it's super frustrating example given the calendar app badge for invites are nice in theory, but there are some invites that I don't want to respond to. And that's common practice is to, I don't want to commit to it, but I want it to be on my keyboard and I know you can decline and still have it be there, but that's a different, it actually sends a different thing, especially within a particular workplace culture where it might be. The culture is to never accept unless it's like your thing and you definitely don't decline unless you can't make it. So that just, that was a weird thing. Um, I wrote iOS camera is the best smartphone camera and this is on the iPhone five. And I realized that the picture quality was not as good as the new ones, but I also use Sarah's success um, and I just really like the, the iPhone camera. It's all that software. Um, yeah. I you know what they do. Great. It's really, really good. Um, I wrote Siri is painful. Her natural language processing is rough and she returns null results when I wanted her to just do simple searches. So now I just use the Cortana app. So, um, I like Cortana over Siri on an iPhone, and that's I know that Siri has system level integration and works, but like she just doesn't work for me. And that's maybe it's because I'm coming from Google, yeah, in I've, Microsoft.
0: But I, I don't think anyone would disagree with you. I think that Siri, I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's Apple's backend data source or if it's because they're trying to do everything in such a private way. But yeah, Siri is so far behind. Although I did have an experience hmm, yesterday, I think, um, where Mm -hmm. Siri got something correct that the Echo did not. I asked about a uh, football something. I think I asked who a player was on a team, and Mm -hmm. and the Echo was like, I don't understand your question. And Siri came back and said, it's so-and-so, here's their Wikipedia page. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the answer." I, all I wanted to know was who is this person? You know, who's the Who's the yeah. tight end for the Bears or something? And it came back, and it was like, yeah. "Oh, it's so and so," and this is our information. So huh. that's that's pretty good, actually. I think th- so. What
1: you just said, in addition to my experience, now makes me feel like if you know the proper con or th- if you know the proper syntax, Siri can work okay, but she's bad at adapting to like different styles of syntax input where like Google is pretty good at taking whatever you give it and it will find you something. At least it will give you Google web results at worst, which is generally pretty good. And even the web results themselves are like, you know, closer to Google now cards or whatever. But Siri well, actually, she hears you. Okay, it's just like even when she heard what I was asking, she just doesn't like, know what to do with it. Siri, Serenity, the movie, she doesn't know what the hell to do with it. Like, like it doesn't. There's no app to open for it, right? And there's no action to take, and there's no answer to give me in Siri, so it doesn't even show me web results. Like, anyway, so I think she's rough. Um, it needs help, but it's. I think if you know how to use the syntax correctly, it probably would be and just I, fine for I your think own purposes. I think
0: even you can you can do okay even if you don't have any idea what the syntax is. I think you run into more of an issue when you ask the question and for whatever reason she just doesn't know how to interpret that question. And so you yeah, can yep. you can ask a question and you can ask the same question just with three different people, let's say. Who is this person? Who is this person? Who is this yep. person? And one of them, she may come back and say, oh, this person is an, an American actor from such and such, famous for this and right. this. And then the next one, it might be like, I'll search the web for this person. And then the third person, would be like, I don't understand what you said. And I'm like, but I I asked the exact same question three times. The worst you can do is say, would you like me to search the web for who is so-and-so? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully that just keeps
1: getting better. But anyway, it's current form is just not as good as the competition, (laughs) at least in my mind. Um, I, okay. So then high level critiques I have, um, Oh, oh, last, last. This is just recently. Hidden search with an iMessage found. Useful if you know that it's there. So, like, when you open iMessage, there's no search bar until you pull it down to find the search bar. And so I didn't know that. I was like, oh, perfect, because I wanted to search through my text. Um,
0: so, related to that, um, it's completely useless if the same word has shown up more than once in the same conversation. As far as I can tell, because there's, there's no oh. way. So, oh, like, so it's... There's oh, no there's way no. to, like, skip forward or backwards going. through the conversation. Yeah. So That's I single can result. search... Um, a uh, 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 picture. I'll Podcast search the word picture because I know that one. my mom said something about pictures the other day. So I have a result from my mom right at the top. But if I click it, it doesn't show me, it, it, is, you know, it doesn't next. say like, here's multiple references to the word picture. <laughs> right. It just takes me to whatever right. the most recent in that conversation Oh yeah, I want so, I want like I want to search so, across conversations and have like well one and, of and it'll say like, like here's all the conversations <laughs> this has come up in. What, where, what happens to me all the time is is CJ will send me a recipe and say I want this for dinner, mm-hmm. and so I'll search oh. the word dinner because I'm like I know she sent that yep. and I and I remember her saying it. I just need the link to the recipe so that I know what to get at the store on my way home. But then she'll yep. have said dinner some other time later or yep. before and it'll find that one as the result and i'm like well uh, that's yeah. not the one i want i want the other one keep searching and on the mac you can yep. search your message conversations and forward and, back oh, yeah. and all of that but in yeah. ios they just oh, okay. for whatever reason leave out that one little thing yeah any subsequent yeah huh okay well that's good to know that it works but bad right. that it doesn't work right <laughs> Um, cause it's very rarely right. the first thing I, I, I can find the first of. 15 messages that are in there. I want the one that's 200 <laughs> messages ago.
1: Yeah, seriously. That's interesting.
0: Um, okay. And then
1: I wrote, I wrote, uh, just like a few weeks ago when I was using the phone, the entire fo forced apps on home screen is rough. And I don't know why I wrote it that day, like two weeks in or whatever, but I said, so that's really bad. It's like, it, it, Having to have every single app on the home screen bugs me just because I like having a clean home screen. Secondly, and I think the worst offender of this, of these two items, one being the force apps, is that it forces you to tile top down. Like, I want to place apps on the bottom because my thumb doesn't start in the top left. My st- my thumb starts in the, like, in the middle bottom left. And then, like, you make the – so I'm making a thumb motion. Like, if you would hold your phone and right. you slide your – Th- your thumb up and down, it goes from the center middle to the middle right, right in an arc.
0: That is the main and, place that you put apps. So my home screen is a pyramid. Right, around and, that and shape. if you if you think about it, your, what are your most common? Uh, I, I assume you're holding your iPhone right now. I'm holding okay. my ne- are, my Android. Now. Do you know off the top of your yeah. head what the bottom three or four apps are on your iPhone? The bottom, three the or ones four that on are actually in the dock were. Oh, yes. in the dock?
1: I've got phone,
0: iMessage, okay. camera, browser. Okay, made the same so, design. now think about that. Those are your four most used apps, and they are all the way at the bottom. Why would everything yeah. else be all the way at the top? It, I know. I, this is one of the, the biggest pain points of the home screen layout for me of the iPhone. And there are some things you can get where you can make, like, basically, like, fake app icons and then you fillers, can you just yeah, tile yeah. those in to shift everything down. Yeah. I've done that before. It I, works okay. Yeah. Um, also relevant to hiding things you don't want or don't use, make a folder, stick it on yep. another page. I um, have a junk folder. Yep, also I with iOS folder. 10, you but can why? you yeah. can remove the stock apps, most of the stock apps. Oh, okay. Um, with oh. the exception of I think you have to keep the app store, you have to keep settings, and you have to keep yep. maybe phone and messages
1: Oh, ah, yeah, but you can get rid of just yep. about everything else, huh? Yeah, that just—I guess—just coming from my world where my mm-hmm. home screen looks like this, I could post a relevant screenshot be good. or something online. But the um, best screenshot in the show notes, you know, it's yeah, it's just the way that my thumb travels, and so to, to go to iOS and then to like to force to fill, um, you know, the filler. Like I was going to do fake folders to mm-hmm. like fill the space down. That's just like a ton of yeah. work that I don't want to do. And I realize it's like 10 minutes or something, but then it looks awful, you know, like anyway, so that was a big complaint of mine was to the having the force, all the apps all the time. And then the app drawer, it's like the app drawer that doesn't exist is also like, where is it? Cause I want to open all my
0: apps and look sure. through them,
1: but that doesn't exist either. So they're like, just uh, on the screen somewhere. Listen, I don't remember
0: where they're at. That's where I've gotten really good at using spotlight, which is I think I think a thing that's really yeah. underutilized yep. by yep. a lot of people on, on the iPhone. Um, <laughs> Which is also something Android has. You can search for apps through the Google uh, Google thing. Yep, whatever. I just do it. Just type in whatever part. app and it'll find the app on your phone. Yep. I never really used that on the, the yep. Android phone um, because I always yep. had to tap into that text box and then type or say, uh, mm-hmm. okay, Google, whatever app, and then it would find it. Yep. The cool thing about the right. iPhone is that right. when you pull down, it automatically yep. puts the cursor in the search Spotlight. bar on Spotlight and brings the keyboard up. So you literally yep. pull down and then just start typing. Yeah, I use Command Space all the time right. when I'm on Mac. It's so the same idea; that it just it pulls Mac. up the spotlight yep. and lets you search right there. Um, yep,
1: yep. I do the same thing on Windows. It's the Windows key. It's Command Space on Mac. It's that universal yep. search bar, and right? That like. But so so what I typically right
0: have, yeah. have done is I have, I have a couple of folders, but I have one that's just called Stuff, and it's all the apps that don't fit anywhere yep. else. I just put them in there, and I I never open yep. that folder. I just go to Spotlight and search for right. stuff. But if you wanted your app drawer, yep, exactly, that would technically be it. So, yeah, yeah, there's just no way to, but there's no way to like
1: cruise through them. And like, and I know that's not like a need, obviously you can just search in spotlight or whatever. It's just, it's like, but even you just said it, like having to tap in the field and like there's something so simple about like interactions like that, that we're so like, I feel like I'm adverse to it and I don't know why I don't have a good rational explanation why I don't want to type to search my app. Right. Like I just like want to scroll to it. That doesn't make any sense. But, um, windows actually still has my favorite implementation of the app drawer where you open it. And, um, it's got the letters along the side of it. And if you tap any letter, the key, like the alphabet pops up and then you tap the letter you want and it jumps to that letter in the alphabet. So like in, in like a second and a half, I'm like, you know, drawer F and then I'm at the F apps or whatever. Right. And I can find Facebook or whatever. right? Spotlight. Um, F so that happens.
0: Foscam Fox sports to go Facebook Fandango.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's Um, that's good too. Like I said, it's, Uh, Yeah. But the difference is, like, it's not typing. Like, it that, what I just described, doesn't require you to use your keyboard. And there's something weird about, like, I don't want to use my keyboard. It's not rational. I'm just...
0: One, yeah. two, three. Three. Yep. No, I get that it's a tap less. Yep. <laughs> I and, know, I know. But that, what I'm saying is it's not rational. That also assumes the that the Proactive on iOS has not already suggested the app you're looking for, which yes. is another thing about yeah, yeah. the yep. I- iOS that I feel like is really good... Um, and I, I don't know yep. how Android has implemented that. If I, I know some of, uh, the more recent versions of Android have different things where it'll suggest yep. like, here's what we think you might want. Um, yep. If you open the app drawers, the top four yeah. are those. Yep. And then it goes so. into the full. Yep. Interesting. Yep.
1: Um, anyway, and this isn't, so we don't need to talk about windows mobile cause it's irrelevant <laughs> largely, but I, some of the interactions were good and that Let's was talk about BlackBerry. Um, let's talk about blackberry let's talk about how they're how they're a patent house oh actually they've got good um software uh (laughs) business level software yeah anyway uh rip blackberry yes uh, those articles are good um anyway okay and then i really liked so then i upgraded to 10 Mm -hmm. ios 10 and the iphone 5 runs ios 10 fine like it's you know it's slightly leggier than sarah's s6 or 6s sorry excuse me um not s6 uh 6s Uh, (laughs) uh so her iPhone runs it perfectly. Cause it's, I guess it's the second fastest one out now, right? Mm-hmm. Cause the seven's out, but, um, still runs runs really well. The five runs it fine. Like I'm totally happy running iOS 10 on the iPhone five. And I think it works really well. And I, I works really well and I'm not really missing 3d touch or whatever. Like I get enough of the experience without the new hardware sure. pieces. So I'm really impressed that the iPhone five works as well as it does with the newest operating system sure. four years later. Um, yeah. So overall I really like iOS, I think that um, I only had one major fiasco, and like I, I can outline that in a second because it's sort of an outlier fiasco, but um, I really like iOS. I think I could live in the iOS – I think I could live with an iPhone. I would just live in a platform agnostic world because I still use enough Google services and some Microsoft services and some Amazon services that – um, they're all available on iOS, and so I could live there, and I could use that hardware and sort of live in the world that I want to live in. And I sort and I also like myself. I prioritize services that are non um, platform platform lock in. Generally speaking, like I don't use anything that's platform specific. Sure. So um, I think I could live there. I and I actually might get an iPhone. Like if Sarah upgrades, I might get her success. I might take that and use that for a while just to go back and be relevant and you know under keep keep
0: up to speed with what the the Apple world is doing. Sure, because I like it. For for what it's worth, just uh, real quick the iPhone 5 has gone through six or five generations, excuse me, five generations of operating system updates. Operating system. Yeah. And yeah, that's and like we said earlier, an Android phone's lucky if it gets one. Well, yeah, and the non-Google phones,
1: right? I mean, and even the Google phones have yet to prove them that they're going to keep right. getting the updates. They're the the one that you sold me, the Nexus 6 is really the well,
0: I guess the 5. I I don't that's the first one. I don't know about one, the next one. But that's not going to get, know new what, get. It, what it got for updates. I know the 6P six, the six and the 5X, is that right? The newer ones. Mm-hmm. And I assume yeah. now the Pixel, whenever yeah. it comes out. Um, Tomorrow, yeah. That, uh, um, that they'll continue to get updates for a little while. They uh, they promised
1: two years of support or something. I mean, that could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I read that Google's promised two years of support. Two which years is pretty seems typical. so. Um,
0: that's so trivial it might especially considering if you don't get the phone the year it comes out yep you're only gonna really get like one good year out of it before it then falls behind the curve my guess is that these new like Google phones, I mean time will tell, but
1: my guess is the new Google phone is them trying to be closer to Apple because it's they have apparently they controlled the hardware specs a lot closer and it's going to be a Google phone although it's made by HTC which is which is effectively the same scenario that iPhone that Apple's in with uh, Foxconn right or whatever, yeah. Foxconn. They like assemble the phones to Apple spec. So HTC is spe- asse- uh, supposedly assemble these phones to Google spec. So we'll see. I mean that's it, nowhere would I say that it's going to be their I- iPhone. Like that's not Fair to say because the iPhone is such right. a nice legacy at this point. But anyway, I like iOS. Um, I like using the iPhone just fine. Like, I mean, the phone as a phone, it worked fine. Like, I've not used a phone in the last five or six years that I thought was just like the worst thing ever or something. I mean, they're sure. all useful or usable. But anyway, um, yeah, it was good. I, I like it. I think I could go back there. The my main problem. and I'll, So I'll share my my problem that you helped me. You and Andrew helped me s- solve. But. I so I, I use my the same email for my Apple ID that I did for some of my Google services. and Sarah would always invite me to use our you know share use a Google Calendar as our family stuff. So she'd invite me. But she always invited me from the calendar app on iOS. so that's inviting from her iOS, you know, her iCloud ID or whatever. And then once I signed up for effectively iCloud and I have that ID um, with my same email, all the invitations routed to the calendar app. Instead of going so I stopped receiving emails, I stopped receiving an email in my Gmail inbox that I could copy and paste the account or the uh, calendar details to. So all of the invites from Sarah just lived only in my iCloud calendar. And after like weeks of dorking around with it off and on and calling Apple support and the, the customer service rep told me that I should change my email address as the solution, which would have been the solution. Um, turns out my problem was because I had the same email and I went I was trying to go from iCloud to non iCloud, which is a rare occurrence, you know, rare enough. Um, you, I ran into this problem. The solution was to go to the iCloud website, go to the calendar app on the website in the settings tab. There's, or in the settings, there's an advanced tab that you can make it so you don't by default get notifications for calendar invites in your calendar app. You can instead have it go back to the pre iOS like world of receiving sure. them as an email with the calendar attachments. So we did that and it's fixed and it's fine. Which, now. Anyway, that was a big pain because I had missing calendar updates for weeks, and they were just like living in a in a calendar that I turned off on the iPhone, so I didn't even see them there. I just they went into the ether, and I never got them,
0: which is just so weird. Because like, and I told you guys when I was trying to help troubleshoot this, I was on CJ's phone on my phone and trying all these different things, and I could not, <laughs> for the life of me, get it to replicate the same thing. And yep, and for whatever whatever anomaly it was, know. And, and my guess is. It all comes down to however Sarah was creating the events on her phone was was yeah. really where the problem came in. And I think in, in all of my testing, I was trying from, from CJ's phone on her account, which I think was actually sending from her Gmail account, mm-hmm. not her iCloud account. And so yes, and so it, just to, by yeah. default, when she would send the invitations, they came like I expected. I didn't change any settings or do anything goofy with it. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one of those things to be mindful of. And yep. I don't know. It's, it all goes back to calendars are super confusing and super complicated if you have (laughs) more than one account that tends to do all your calendar stuff. And so for me, I use, I I have three different calendars that I I maintain for things. I have one that's my exchange calendar for work. I have one that's my iCloud calendar, Mm -hmm. which is the one that, that CJ and I use for just about everything. And then I have my Google calendar for all of my non-family, non-work things whether it's an oil change mm-hmm. or recording a podcast, um, and mm-hmm. and trying to maintain all three of those, and that they can't all just sync to the same place or all share information across each other, and and all be no, aware. So. so silly. It's confusing. It's complicated.
1: Yep. Anyhow, yeah. So iOS is good, though. I'll say that. I say I am. A, I went from like on the spectrum of. If we'll say that the left is iOS and the far right is Android or something, right? Like I've shifted, you know, from being like a eight out of ten Android user to like or, you know eight out of ten on the spectrum to like a six out of ten. Like I still prefer Android, but that's because I'm used to it, probably. But I really like iOS, and I could, if I had to use it, I would be just sure. fine with using it. So closer to center. Very,
0: very interesting.
1: Where where did you put yourself? Where where do you rank on um, that list, Ian? because you're a nice... I I see you as a pretty modern technology user.
0: I'm very open to understanding and appreciating some of the things Android does well. Um, So as far as like comprehension of the operating system or comfort with the operating system, I would probably rank myself... What did we say? uh, One is iPhone and a 10 is Android? Is that what you said? I I would probably rank myself like a four on a comfort level, but I would rank myself like a two yeah. on what would use uh, preference because it is, it is very unlikely uh, okay. that I would use at, at least for a phone that I would use an Android phone. Um, uh, yeah. uh, but so much of that has to do with the money and whatever that I have tied into apps and services on my iPhone, Your Net- ecosystem. That goes, locking, in, yeah. which is a topic for another day. Um, but, yeah, yeah. but all the stuff that's on my iPhone and then things like, using the camera using iMessage things that are just more comfortable for me and the people that i communicate with yeah that um like there there is no way to do iMessage on an android phone and i'm not going to be the person who sends the green bubbles just can't do it
1: (laughs) i'm such a green bubbler i'm sorry
0: Sorry. so yeah i don't know i uh i can appreciate the things android does but you won't find me fishing in that pond (laughs) good to know at least today you can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 25 while you're there find links to all the social things like us favorite us heart us whatever follow us all the different things you can do to us um, well, not all of them don't do all of them uh, to us all, all the ones that are appropriate <laughs> for the internet and uh and while you're there you can find links to subscribe to the show uh, if you're not subscribed already and if you are we appreciate that and as usual, we'll be back next Monday and every Monday, like clockwork. Okay, I'll talk oh, to you later. Oh, real, real quick, oh. one more thing that I yep. was going to tell you. Nope, my favorites. Um, so. Did you guys try any of the shared photo albums with the iPhone at all or have you done any of that? uh uh-uh, uh I didn't do have that because I didn't I use Google Photos and we do shared there. Okay, so you you guys do a shared album on Google Photos? Yeah. How does that work? Um I you have you just you make an album ownership to it. You just make yeah, an
1: album and, and you share. It. it? Okay. Yeah, and then um what happens is like here so literally I was doing this just to put this on Hangouts but I put like I took the screenshot. Can you see this?
0: Uh well enough yeah.
1: Okay, so on, like, this is the share tab, and the top, the first option it brings up is Sarah Musil shared album.
0: Got it.
1: So, whenever I share a photo, that's the, it, like, prioritizes that because I've done it apparently or whatever. Otherwise, it will um, prioritize, you know, different services. And this is also new. Like, I haven't seen this thing where I click share and it's not just the services, it actually chooses people within a service. Hmm. But the Google Photos one is first. So, if I click her, it'll be like, okay. Would you like to do this? And then, yeah, anyway, then I can click sure. send, and then you can send it to an album, yeah. and then you just have access to Because we
0: we made a uh, an iCloud shared album, iCloud mm-hmm. photo sharing album, um, and added like our parents, her grandparents, her aunts, a couple of our friends, all on one shared album, because everybody yep. came up to see last weekend. Yep. Right, so you get them all together. Did you send that link out then? It's, there's no link. You just invite them, and it, because it's all through. I, oh, because, under, they're all on iOS. All on yeah. iOS. You just invite okay, them, yeah. and then they all get to see the album. But they can also contribute to the album and comment. Yeah, and that's like, really good. So like, it yeah. feels like a little social. Oh, interesting. network.
1: interesting. Oh, that's the
0: album. cool. So now we don't have to go to Facebook where people can comment and like on stuff because they can uh, see the images there, and then it's still private. So it's like our own little private family social network with pictures of our baby. That's really cool.
1: That I didn't know that the social aspect of it. That's neat. I I would like that would be if that played really well and my family used it, I would consider getting an iOS device to do that. Like that is something that would be important enough I could consider yeah. doing
0: that. And like I said it was it was one of those things like we were sitting there and everybody was like, "Oh, can you send me that picture? Oh, can you send me that picture? Oh, send me a picture of this." And I was like yeah, I was like, yeah. "Hey, everybody here has an iPhone. I have an idea." And so I made the album and I sent the link and they're like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest thing." It was like one of those moments where you're like this is the magic of Apple. Yeah, It's it like, really good. It's a simple thing, but it worked really well, and everybody got excited about it.